Hello, everyone, and welcome to Renee's podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listening and everybody that continues to listen on. I hope everybody is having a great start to their week and hopefully not so terrible weather. That would be great. Um, We are literally hours away from August 1st. What the hell happened? Where did July go? Let me tell you. Guys, I don't like to get into a lot of my personal stuff, but July is usually my favorite month, and I have never been so bombarded with so much crazy in one month, I think, in my entire life. And I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me, and I mean, some people might say they're not as crazy as the things they've dealt with, but... It's just like, what is going on? Usually August is my shitty month, and so is September. Like, August is kind of one of my least favorite, including January. But January is just depressing because it's, like, just after the holidays and there's nothing going on. And there's no holiday, really, except for Martin Luther King Day in January. It's just a dull, boring, like, gray sky month. So... August, though, is usually when all the crazy things happen to me, but it's already happened. So, with that said, um, hopefully I got it all out in July, but we shall see. We shall see. All right, guys, so what I really wanted to talk about today is a lot of stuff when it comes to being a selfish person. And I want to discuss this because I would say... A lot of us, uh, people that are dealing with GBS, CIDP, MS, or any other type of disease, we always, when shit hits the fan, so to speak, we always learn who our real friends are at that point. Um, Sometimes uh, we might get to know further down um, when it comes to like who our friends are. And when I say that, I mean, like after you're diagnosed and you know you're out of the hospital and that kind of stuff it's more of who's there to help you along the way to get better um that is consistent with being there for you and doesn't just kind of like get a little old and tired with you dealing with your you know disease <clears throat> like how often you know that they're going to be there for you and it's more because I, I come across a lot of family members and people in my lives that they kind of like the drama. And I say that by like, you get diagnosed, you know, you go through this horrible life altering, stress induced situation and you know your life is never gonna be the same after it. And you just really wanna see is that person gonna be there for me or are they just like excited to have something to talk about? And I had a few things that happened just in this like past couple of weeks that I've noticed the people that they just really wanna have something to talk about. So that's kind of where I got onto this topic today about you know selfish people and just people that really aren't there for you anymore, you know, six months later, eight months later, a week later, two years later. I mean, you could just go with how it depends because everybody's different. Everybody has like their timestamp almost where they just kind of are like, eh, 
I don't have time for this anymore. Or again, there are people too that, and we can all identify that have jobs and are busy. You know, they have other things that they have to deal with. They have their own lives and own dramatic things happening that they have to deal with. But lo and behold, they'll always still be there for you. They might not be able to take care of you, but they are still there addressing your situation. <clears throat> now, I've noticed, and one of the things that I don't really want to toot my own horn with is I will definitely be there for anybody at any time. Yes, sometimes when dramatic things happen, I do tend to gravitate towards them because I want to be able to help the people that are going through that dramatic moment to be able to slowly get themselves out of it and not have to deal with the drama and emotions that go along with it. So it's, it's almost like a fireman going towards a fire. They, they're trained, they, you know, this is what they've learned, this is what they want to do because they want to help people. So they're going towards, not, I don't want to say drama, but they're going towards a life-altering situation that they're putting themselves almost in danger because that is who they are and what they do. They want to help others. So that's kind of my weird way of paralleling the two, even though they're very different, but I just, I've always noticed that. But when it comes to trying to help people and be there for them, I don't always have the same reciprocation. Reciprocation? I'm saying it wrong. Um, <clears throat> I noticed that there's a lot of people that like to say things and like to tell you that they'll be there for you. But when it comes to the actual action of it, they're not. And I'm learning that more and more every day. I, I've learned, I feel with my old age, that words really don't mean a damn thing. Um, hearing like, I'll be there for you if you need me, doesn't mean anything. Hearing, I love you, doesn't mean anything. Hearing, I'm your best friend, doesn't mean anything. Um, hearing, I'm trying to come up with a few more. <laughs> you know, hearing like, if you ever need me for anything, I'm there for you, doesn't mean anything. It only means something now to me because words really, you know, I would definitely get manipulated with words. I feel like all of us have at some point, but I feel like now it's just like, no, I, you can say whatever you want, but when it comes down to the shit storm, will you actually take your words into action? Will you actually be there for me? Will you be my best friend? Will you really love me? Will you really do anything for me if I need it? And I would rather have that happen than the words ever be uttered out of that person's mouth because then you know that that is a ride or die person. And I've had a lot of people that I considered ride or die back in the day and I think a lot of it was more you know younger stupider um, you know no experience I shouldn't say stupider but just not the experience of understanding um, but I would always say like ride or die you know I'm a ride or die friend or they're my ride or die friend and 
those people are gone. So that's not a ride or die friend. That's just literally a person that came and gone through my life. And when it came to relationships and love, that's another one that is the same. All the I love yous and I'll always be there for you. I'll always protect you. I'll always keep you safe meant absolutely nothing when it comes down to the end. And you don't really think about the good when it ends, especially when they don't end well. But you think about more of like how they hurt you, why they hurt you. All those words disappear. It's like they're they're basically written in ink for a long period of time and then you happen to have one of those erasers if anybody remembers them in high school that would erase ink and it's gone and it's never even there it's like it never even happened and it's crazy how situations and relationships um you know friendships whatever you might call it um that they can be so dissolved so quickly in such a matter of time and we can never get that time back. So for us, I feel it's very important how we use our time and especially with what we're all going through, you know, and I'm not just saying GBS, CIDP people or MS, you know, I'm saying everybody. We're all going through something right now, like everybody is. And it, you know, and it's crazy because I think about when COVID happened, we, we all kind of felt like that was our rock bottom. You know, like everybody's gonna come out of this and 2021's gonna be so much better and COVID's gonna be so far away. They'll be like basically in our rear view mirror and nobody's gonna ever think of it again, except some people will be scarred. But 2021, here it is. And I mean, here we are. I, I 2021, I was diagnosed and everything I felt was starting to get worse and worse from there on. And even now, um, I mean, I can say maybe in the situation I am now, things could get better. I don't know. Uh, I definitely feel some sense of relief because I think a lot of stuff when it comes to GBS, because um, I can't speak for CIDP, um, it's like you deal with the worst, so nothing else really phases you. Like somebody could probably run by you and stab you in the leg and you're just kind of like, oh man, that really hurt. And you're just kind of like, all right, got to go to the hospital, got to get this bandaged up and I'm good to go. Because it's just like, you kind of feel like you've dealt with the worst of the worst. And God, I hope I'm not cursing myself right now, but you know, it's like, you felt like you dealt with the worst and it's like, you can pretty much, everything else is just nitty gritty, nothing because you know, once you get all that crazy stuff and testing that they do to you, it, you just never look back. And please tell me if I'm wrong guys, but I, I just feel that way. I feel like every year since COVID has just gotten worse. And I would say every year since a lot of us have been diagnosed has gotten worse because it's more of when we get out of the hospital who, I mean, how we 
decide to go amongst ourselves. Like, are we going to be happy? Are we going to be positive? Are we going to be optimistic? Are we going to be pessimistic? Like, are we going to be angry? You know, what, what emotion are we going to let consume us at that point? Because that is really going to be where you go forward, you know, and it's like, you could either go forward or you could go backwards. And also the people that are around you, like, are you going to keep these people? Are they actually your friends? Because this is the time where the spotlight is put on them. Excuse me, not necessarily you. And we don't know that until we really look back on it. Like I can tell you a year ago from today, the differences in where I'm at, who's around me, who I care about, who I love is so different. And that's just a year ago. And I mean, guys, I'm coming up on two years, August 4th of being diagnosed. And that is just crazy for me to believe. And to think like, you know, I was at my house and having a party, you know, for my one year anniversary and all these people came to support and how different it was to now. It just makes me even try to be, I guess, optimistic for the future and to think like, I hope in a year from now, I also am looking back, but I'm looking back at the point where I'm like, man, I would never want to deal with that again. And I wouldn't want anybody else to ever deal with it again. And that's why I talk about these things. And I don't want you guys to always think like I'm rambling or I'm just, you know, going on a tangent for myself. Yes, it is therapeutical. Yes, it does help me. But I just want my experiences to help other people to better understand either what they're going through or better understand what they shouldn't go through or what to avoid. And, or what to be prepared for, at least. You know, if you're going through right now where you can't believe that, you know, you haven't heard from so-and-so in your family or your friend circle, you've been out of the hospital for a week, you're probably not going to hear from them. And even when you do at this point, you're going to be bitter and you're going to be upset because you're going to question, how could you not have come and seen me when I would do that for you. And it's, it is a lot to think about and a lot to take on because we don't want to think that way. We don't want to have that negative attitude. You know, we just want to get forward and feel normal again, which is, I mean, I would say it's our ultimate goal is just to feel like a normal person and not have pain. But I mean, for the most part, we just want to be a normal person. Like for me, um, one of the things I would say for this summer that I feel a little bit better about is being able to be out on my own and not have as much of a um, notice of my, I don't want to say limp, but not have much of a notice of my disability. and. You know, people, I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to be gawked at or, uh, you know, have anybody be like, oh, what's wrong with her? Like, I don't like being any sort of attention. It makes me very uncomfortable. And, you know, it's like so right then and there, I just want to look normal so that I don't stand out of the crowd. And, you know, so this summer, I really feel like I've been able to control how I walk a little bit better and be able to get in and out without 
maybe making the noise of pain. But I mean, that one, I, I don't think I can really hide. You know, I usually am like, Ugh, every time I get out of my truck, but you know, it's just, we all try to get to a certain point where we feel like we're what we used to be. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, uh, we're not always going to be that way. And this isn't just going for, you know, people that are dealing with GPS and CIDP, which is what I usually talk about. But there's a lot of people that we're just, we're not the person that we used to be. And sometimes we really have to acknowledge that and we have to appreciate that. And if it is a positive way, I guess that's when you would be acknowledging it and being positive moving forward. But if it's negative, I would say don't do it. I mean, that's bad and maybe get your shit together or whatever. But it's just we we have to realize, though, that things change. And I, I have to say, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I've noticed the most change in my life in my mid-30s. And that's mostly mentally. I look at things differently. I, I really don't dwell on things that I can't change, which is totally different for me. It was never like that for most of my 20s. I just, I mean, when it came to emotions, when it came to anxiety and panicking and uh, you know panic attacks, it was very, very rough. And now being in my 30s, it's like, and again, I'm saying 35. Not my early 30s. I still had panic issues and whatnot. But now being 35, it's like, I just don't let the little things bother me. And it's really, okay, you could say, what do you consider little? I consider little is not being able to control what people's actions are, what people say, what people do, um, the way people irk me sometimes with the things that they do say and the choices people make because we can't change that and we never ever will be able to and yes we might get mad at how people act react you know which let's say you I mean really but again we cannot change people. It's, I don't like using it is what it is, but it really is at this point that that is just how life is. And once you see it that way, it's almost like your mind opens up and you see clearly what's important and what's not. And like I said earlier in the episode, it's words really don't mean anything anymore. And you start really seeing what is important, what anybody can say to you, anybody can manipulate you, anybody can be vindictive with you with words, but it doesn't mean a damn thing. It really doesn't. Just like somebody could tell you to go screw yourself or you're this, you're that, call you every name that they can possibly think of. It doesn't mean that you are that. It doesn't mean that you're that at all. That just means that that person figured out how to use every swear word that they learned when they were in grade school. And they decide to use it against you for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean that's what you are. 
All right, guys, I am going on the almost 20 minute mark and I think I kind of got my point across. Maybe I rambled, you know, I've got a lot going on, a lot on my mind. So I do apologize if I wasn't as um, focused about my topic and, you know, selfish people and whatnot. I was going to read you guys a couple quotes that I came across that were interesting, but I think we'll end it here and I can share those another time. Um, it is lovely right now with everything cooling down. It's so quiet right now. I'm loving every moment of it. I even muted the TV, guys. I'm doing good because I just didn't want the office to come on and have a super long theme song that is like 20 times louder than the the actual show. So, all right, everybody. I really hope to hear from you about today's episode and how you feel about the message that I gave. I would love to hear from you on Renee's podcast from Instagram. You guys can message me right through there if you'd like. Again, it's one word, Renee's podcast, and you will see my um, shining face when you do search for that. If you message me, please let me know if you have questions and you want to discuss things in a private matter, that is totally fine. Um, Otherwise, I will answer questions on the next episode if there are any as well. If you don't want to go through Instagram, you don't have Instagram, I do have email. It's Renee's pod, excuse me, Renee's podcast at outlook.com. Um, just make sure it's Renee's podcast, one word at outlook.com. And you guys can email me same situation. Just let me know if you would like me to answer you in a private matter, or if you would prefer, I mean, just to have it on the episode and I can answer it that way. That's totally fine. Either way is fine for me. Um, I'm trying to make a little bit more time for you guys. Again, I apologize for being so MIA for a few weeks. And again, so much is going on with life. So, um, all right. So guys, as I always say, tell somebody that you love, you love them. Hug somebody that needs a hug and take care of yourself. All right, guys, I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.